Can't argue with that. You just but you have to be committed. You have yeah. to be committed. You have to follow the rules, and you have to show up every week. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, don't play that. We, we do this, all right? Blitz all night. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is mildly legitimate conversation about college football, soon to be about college football more often, uh, and lifestyle. You can find us at www.thewheelroute.com. We're at The Wheel Route on Twitter. We have an email address, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com, and you can get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, etc., etc. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I am on Twitter at LogwanTheDawn, and I'm coming to you guys from Stewart, Florida, where... Oh, I don't know. It's hot, it's humid, and uh, we got Tropical Storm Isaias or something along those lines uh, making, a, making a beeline towards the Treasure Coast here in the next couple days. So we are, um, you know, Daddy doesn't put the shutters up for anything less than a Cat 3, so I think we're going to be all right, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Stocking up on booze and snacks. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather not lose power. That's kind of the thing. If I'm going to be here, I'd rather be able to, you know, settle into my Netflix, drink my beers, maybe let my, my, my boo thing make me some cookies. Hmm. You feel me? I feel you. All right. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where we got some much needed rain this afternoon. It was lovely. A lovely summer shower. Visited the friendly city. Um... I'm on Twitter.com at Shank Jordan, uh, and as a as a pandemic mustache wearer myself, I just want to shout out the mustaches on the PGA Tour. They they performed very well today. Brooks Kepka, uh, leader in the clubhouse after day one. We got Ricky, friend of the program, Ricky Fowler, uh, T two after his first round, and then Max Homa. With another nice, dirty-looking stash is uh, is uh, two shots behind Ricky, I think. So go ahead and get it, boys. I don't even know if I can follow that. Um, my name is Jason Kreck. I'm also in Harrisonburg. Um, and, yeah, it was like like 90 all week. And then it absolutely wasn't just a shot. It dumped rain out east of town. And I know that because... I was on my way out to play a round of golf. So naturally it drilled us with like an inch and a half of rain in about 45 minutes. Do you get, do you get to putt through some puddles? I didn't. I gave up. I pulling into the parking lot was no nope. okay. quick turnaround. Like, yeah, it's not worth it. So hate to see it. Hate to see yeah. it. Sorry about that. Yeah. Un- unlucky timing, but yeah, I mean, it Harrisonburg needed the rain. It was time. Yeah. Things are looking pretty crispy yep. around rock town. Need to soften these greens up so I can throw some. That's what I'm dunks. saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. That's that's why I haven't been good at golf, right? Recently or for a decade, just so because firm. of these greens. Just yeah. such firm tracks out here. Right, right. Uh, who else do we have here? Is that you? Is it me? Yeah, you're the third, fourth <clears> one. <throat> Coachy coming in hot. 
Fresh off a green bean down Fresh the gullet. Fresh off a green bean, some meatballs, some mashed potatoes. Just really honoring my Mennonite roots here. My grandmother would be proud. Um, yeah, you know, just on the work from home grind these days. Busy, really busy. Am. Yes, very busy. It's nice. It's nice working from home. I think I've adjusted to it well. Yeah. Um, we do see a lot of each other though. Yeah, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You I mean, get to do. see a lot of each other. That's right. Right. You too. Just soaking it up, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I leave the house four days a week now. Yeah. we. It's now come to a point where, like, we negotiate. I'll be like, okay, so I take a break around 1 o'clock for lunch. So, like, you can come home at that time so that I have that whole time to use this front room to see clients, you know, the big window, the nice desk. Then as soon as Logan comes home, I have to go to what we now refer to as the quiet room, which is kind of creepy. It's just I'm like shoved up next to the nightstand, like my knees are just like caving in while I'm talking to clients. You might you might know the quiet room as the room I normally record the podcast in. Yes, yes, the previous podcast room. Um, yeah, the, the PPR. Just shove all the laundry that I'm refusing to fold like onto the other side of the bed, so it's out of the the client's view. So you know, we wouldn't want them to see. Your unmentionables. No, that'd be very right. awkward. Classic. What are we drinking tonight, boys and, and girl? Uh, I've got another stone beer. It <laughs> is the. Hold on a second. I think it's called a Tiki Escape. Yes, Tiki Ooh. Escape IPA. Uh, the tasting notes mention stone fruit and coconut. Uh, I do pick up on some of the coconut. I'm not as as much of a stone fruit experienced individual as some might be. So I don't really know what I'm looking for there. I would never be able to pick a stone fruit out of a lineup. So good luck. I'll take their word for it. Wait, isn't, isn't a stone fruit like a peach or a plum? Oh, is it a category? I've never heard of it. uh, Isn't that a, it's like a fruit that has a stone in it. Oh, maybe. I mean, that that makes sense. Yeah. So because I've heard of people who have like a stone Stone fruit allergies, so like apricots, peaches, nectarines. Gotcha. So you I have the world. I have the world's knowledge at my fingertips. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and a hit fruit, it with the A fruit with flesh or pulp enclosing a stone, such as a peach, plum, or cherry. Yeah, like a yeah. There you go. Okay. Also known as a droop. Okay, <laughs> so I would like to offer a criticism then on the taste notes to say just a stone fruit flavor is pretty broad. Yeah, that's yeah. cheating. And that is, really, really isn't that impressive. That's uh, that's hoping you get one accidentally. I don't approve. Yeah, because if if it could be cherry, but it could also be peach, but it could also be plum. Uh, yeah. That's not doing that's not doing the customer a whole lot of favors. I feel. I would agree with that. Too big. We're a niche market now right. in terms of beer. As a boutique so, podcast. <laughs> Jason, what are you sipping on? I am sipping on. I just found. I think I had it in the past but i can't remember is a uh, devil's backbone o fest oh spelled hey like <laughs> o fest so just um, a weekend at, a weekend at crackies you know what i'm saying hey yeah gross um <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just a really uh really standard life i mean it's short for october fest logan oh, that's an october um, fest so but it, it's not like it doesn't have it doesn't taste like super German. Like it's not done for it. It just tastes like a pretty normal lager. It's like a B I E R beer. Yeah. 
You feel me? Yeah. Not Emily, quite. what do you have? I'm, I'm having some apothic red. I'm just really leaning into the, the wine these days. Red wine. Mm -hmm. That's red. Nice, refreshing red wine. Antioxidants. Feeling like I'm getting some health benefits out of my drinking. It's fine. There you go. Oh, that's good. I am uh, I am not doing that. I have I have upgraded to the the Modelo Negra in a bottle. Uh. So I'm working on those. Sorry about the dog. She wants to join. She's she's having water tonight. <laughs> like she does every night. But yeah, I've got the 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 Negro lime juice in there too. It's good. It's good. The classic bottle. The flavorful. We love and admire. Exactly. What do you guys? What's your guys' move when you uh, when you unbottle a Modelo? Do you remove the foil, or do you kind of like let the foil sort of intermingle on your lips and give you some extra flavor? I get it out of there. I'm kind of OCD about it. I try and get like the foil off to a level ring. Okay. Because I think that's aesthetically <laughs> pleasing. It enhances my experience, but right. I try and get it below kind of the the hips the, of the the, of the bottle top. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, you know I know exactly what you're saying. I'm yeah. looking at I mean, there's it's got shoulders and it's got hips. Right, you're a visual and learner. I, you, I know you how get below, if you get it below the hips. That's perfect. Uh, classic. All right, well, good times, um, gentlemen, and Emily. Yes. We've been seeing a lot of each other. You've already brought that up on the podcast, but yeah. it's nice to see you boys. Uh, what is new, Jordan? Anything new, Rocktown wise, golf? vehicles i mean you know go ahead give it to us straight your mustache looks wonderful still thank you as, as a uh, side note yeah as we were talking in the uh in the premium segment off off the record on the record uh it is it is starting to to sweat a little easier mm. and more quickly than the rest of my face so that's been something i'm i'm learning to live with um <laughs> but like like i said i've got uh golf with the rest of the shank boys uh this weekend at the beach so mm. i'm gonna keep it at least until then keep the psychological warfare uh factor intact right and uh we may have another pack saddle scramble coming up on the back end of the beach week um but, but after that it's it's you know anybody's game um harrison have we talked wise, since uh since the last pack saddle scramble Oh, that was right before Jordan's COVID scare. That's right. Oh, yes. Oh, Thanks for bringing that yeah. up. I did test negative for, for yeah. the virus, for the Rona. Uh, so big ups to, to the Lord, my Savior, Jesus Christ, for protecting <laughs> my physical body. A whole uh, hedge, a hedge of protection around you as right. you I like all, from the food line in your mask. In all seriousness, kudos to the Department of Health and whoever processed those results because I tested Thursday... On a Thursday afternoon, they said five to seven business days for your results. And I got, I got a call the Sunday afternoon, so not even 48 hours, right? 72 hours later. Um, so that was really good. Um, got my tires rotated the other okay. morning. So, so we were out here just getting you did, evenly worn. You um, did, oh, you, you uh, changed your own oil, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'll... I'll be kind of on on the calendar for an oil change uh once i do the down and back to the beach it'll be about that time where so, uh where are you going to the beach we are going to Kerala in the outer banks oh. of north carolina outer Logan, banks, is that where we yes yeah uh, great good college. times yeah 
been, <laughs> been oh, there. So I mean, the college I, beach week for you guys. That was, uh, yeah. yeah, we went there. Uh, it was like cold. It was yes, weird. It was. We, we got like violently sunburned one day and then it was cold <laughs> also. And I well, we used, I'm, we, we passed around sunscreen. Oh, yeah. The, the expiration date was like 2002. And we just like, like collectively yeah. were like, sunscreen doesn't expire. And just all, 2000, just mind you, it was 2011 when we, when this was happening. Yeah. So it was, it literally had it was chunks, it was there chunks, were chunks yeah. of sunscreen in uh, the chunk of the sunscreen. Yeah. Nice yeah I don't think it, I don't think it worked. I remember we got, and then like a lot of us insisted on getting in the hot tub, of course. And it was just awful. Every Anyhow. night and exacerbated it. And yeah. that's all to say, Corolla, lovely spot. Great, great spot. Yeah, it was North great. Tuck, it was great. Get you through. Um, you gonna look around? That's all we probably are you gonna need to say about it? Are you gonna? Yeah, yeah. We don't need to say anything more. Are you gonna scream like Pogue Life all the time while you're just gotcha. around? Jordan? Yeah, we'll you see. I wouldn't. It. I I may have to binge watch here in the next yeah. like forty eight hours. Just so yeah, you have some research to do, Jordan. Yeah, research. <laughs> yeah, we uh. Well, we get off. We've been getting off early at work the past couple Fridays for nice. uh, mental health benefit. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll just binge watch all night Friday and then drive down first thing in the morning and have, have all my lingo down. Just your windows open, just blazing Tom Petty, just freaking getting your full pug life on. That'd be good. I I would recommend doing it. You, you got to sink into it at some point. It's so preposterous, but it's really fun. So. Yeah. We'll see. I did see on the social medias that it got picked up for a season two. Um, yes, it did. So I'm a little more interested in dipping my toe in the proverbial waters oh, okay. than I was. So there we go. We're gaining a little traction. Excellent. All right. So no COVID. Rotated some tires. Um, work. Hey, man, half days at work on Fridays. That's nice. Yeah, it, it is a nice little thing. Typically, since my team and my like section of the company is client facing, uh, those things don't always happen for us. Like when they send yeah. out the company wide, like, oh, we're going to give you guys a half day. But if you're client facing, you need to talk to your manager about it. Um, but <laughs> AKA, AKA no. it's probably yeah. not going to happen for you. <laughs> but uh, our, my manager, shout out to Mike. He, uh, he finagled a way to make, to allow most of us to have, have that privilege. And then the people who are covering will just get the time off kind of in the bank to use at their discretion later on in the year. So nice. Yeah. Nice little, Thanks. nice little summer surprise. Perfect. Good to hear. Um, Jason, what's, what's new with you, man? God bless you. Also, God bless you. Excuse me. Did, did I get that muted? Did that succeed? Yeah, I didn't did. hear it. Yeah, that's great. Nailed it. That's a good, good form. Though, sneezing, into the crook of the, uh, sneezing into the crook of the arm. Oh yeah. Your boy's disciplined. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, I was I was at the beach last week. Um, yeah, huffed it, it down to Emerald Isle with the the parents and uh, a couple couple former coworkers and whatnot. Um, had us a good old time. Uh, the it was windy enough that it collapsed the tent uh, nice. that we had put up. Uh, like I don't a mean like pop up, like a pop up deal. Yeah, it was like the the pull it apart and it expands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't mean like tipped it over. I mean when we were taking it down at the end of the day, we did something to it and like left one corner locked or something, and the wind folded in that side and yeah. snapped two of the like X braces, and I was very very upset. Um, but the rest of the week was wonderful. 
Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I, I recall um, Jordan, your brother Evan was present for this event at uh, in Ormond Beach. Uh, we had remember when that uh, like derecho like windstorm blew through Harrisonburg a few years ago and like knocked down a bunch of trees and stuff. So yeah. one of those just like happened on the beach while we were there. And I remember like Evan and I like made eye contact and booked it for our little pop-up crappy, you know, 14 gauge metal <laughs> tent yeah. thing, whatever it is. And uh, we both grabbed like the like corner, just like the, the stand, the, the stand up pieces. And the wind was so strong that it just like, it, it broke off in our hands. Yeah. Like we were just holding the thing up. and it just went bop and just sheared. Yep. So pretty crazy. But later that week we saw like the, the guy in like the six wheel gator, like driving down the beach, picking up trash. And he had no less than 15, just completely mangled yeah. pop up tents in the back of that thing. So they're so, the they're so wonderful on a normal day. And then they just yeah. evaporate. You know, I've seen um, – there's these uh, – I've been eyeballing a new beach shade since our umbrella bit the dust, and, um, you know, I'm always I'm always on the so hunt saw, for some innovative beach. We saw – and I think this was because we'd never been at this section of Emerald Isle. It was all the way down on the east side of the island. Um, but for, there were like 15 of these things within eyesight, and it was basically uh, just a – like it was one pole in an arc, right? Like, so like the two ends were right. right. The two ends yes. were buried in the yeah. sand, and then it just had the, the like cape that trailed behind it with the wind, and that served as the tent, and it seemed to work perfect, and it was so simple. Hmm. I was hmm. fascinated. Yeah, I've seen those are made, I think, in North Carolina, Jason. I, I, have, they? I have a, they're more expensive than they should be given the technology, but they, they are <laughs> pretty nice. Surprising. They have they have some. There's some other ones I've seen that are just like two poles in the front that like tuck into a little pocket, and it's sort of and then you just have like a sloping, long, rectangular sort of back part, and then there you fill like the back two corners with sand. So it kind of like yeah. itself sort of stays right. erect if you can sort of yeah. point it into the wind a little bit. So anyhow, I, I've been doing some research, but yeah, those uh, those arch ones that you mentioned, it's a nice, it's a nice little yeah. nice little idea on a really windy day too. It just like stays straight out. And yeah, it nice, just holds uh, itself up. It's got it's nice. got a little sandbag in the front, and that's it. That's the whole thing. Yeah, Logan, you're an engineer. You sh you should be able to strike it big with some sort of newfangled space agey design. Accidentally make us all millionaires with uh, beach shade design. The official Wheel Route Podcast. Beach shade yeah, why did you even out. Why did you even get your degree in engineering if you're not going to help us with this? Right. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm busy helping the Florida solve their pending water crisis. Okay. Oh, God. Hey, so, Florida, this is how you blow off steam. Whatever. Help keep me. A good shade of cinnamon tan ah, instead of blow you know, maraschino scene. cherry red. Oh, <laughs> uh, classic! All right. Um, well, we lost Emily; she's gone. So yeah, we'll catch up prayers. with her sooner, sooner or later. I did mention we have a, a, a probably a, some sort of tropical storm slash hurricane bearing down on us this weekend. Uh, I think it's going to go a little bit to the east, and it should only be a category one. So. I think we'll be okay, but uh, you people that are going to Nags Head, when are you going to the beach, Jordan? This uh, weekend? In two days, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, sorry, it's headed. It's headed your way. We haven't really broached that in the family text thread yet, but we are like starting to talk about 
you know, make, making sure we have enough jigsaw puzzles and, and things of that nature. Yeah. So if push comes to right. shove, we'll be. Do you, uh, do you follow uh, Mike's weather page on, uh, on any of the Facebook or anything? You should check it out. It's is awesome. He, is he He's... the weather RX guy or is this different? No, there's like uh, this guy named Levi who does a website called Tropical Tidbits. And then this guy, Mike's weather page has like spaghetti models. Doc. That's his okay. website. And uh, but he like basically just aggregates like National Hurricane Center and the South Florida Water Management District and uh, NOAA and all like the main uh, players in the in the modeling game. And he aggregates them and hosts it all on his page. It's really interesting. But he does like Facebook lives and he clicks through stuff and he gives you what he thinks is going to happen and stuff. He's actually pretty good. He's uh, getting a little big for his britches these days, but it's okay. He's Aren't a valuable we? resource. Yeah, send, send me some <laughs> links. I'll, I'll look okay. into the literature. No, no bueno. I can do that. Um, Logan, you're sounding Emily, a little, little sniffly. Is, yeah, is okay I, I, on, I, the, on the sinus front? I don't know. Last night, I like just randomly got super sniffly. So much so that Emily didn't even didn't even lie well, in the marriage bed with he's me. He's doing the classic thing where he's like, "Oh, it's nothing. I feel fine." And then like he goes on like a fifteen minute like just like <laughs> like spree, and it's disgusting. It, not everything is COVID, but like <laughs> I have had no cough. I've had no fever. I have had no aches or anything. I just have had just Mondo clear snot drainage for like a, a, a nice twenty four hour stretch here. Um, and I'm also like constantly fighting this weird uh, allergy thing. So who knows? Who's to say? Well, it gets back uh, to but, like know, I think it, I'm on the other side. Like it, it gets back to it being super convenient that all of the like symptoms of COVID are just symptoms of getting old. Yeah, and or the cold. It's like oh, you might be right. sore, and you're like you might be fatigued, and your throat might hurt from time to time. It's like yeah, so every morning for the last two years. So yeah. I might have had COVID this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> right some sort of you know garden variety coronavirus you know, right of which yeah, there are many, but, right yeah so uh we're, we're we're dealing with that day by day i've been hitting some vitamin c probably will revisit the nyquil tonight just for a good night's sleep but uh i went i did i did uh i did go work out today so i think i got it pretty whooped sweat it out she? <laughs> now she's in the guest room i figured that was better than oh, yeah lay down anyhow <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so you back. talk about her and she oh, there's Nora. Okay, Emily, get, bring us up to date on your life. What's going on? I think I brought you guys up to date. I mean, working from home. Yeah. Going to the gym occasionally. How's your knee? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm speaking of getting old. I'm going to see an orthopedic specialist <laughs> on Monday for my mm. knee. So mm. good times. Probably gonna get an MRI. We'll see what happens. I think it might be some meniscus, some meniscal issues. Mm-hmm. You got to get the Dwayne Wade. We're going to go in and get it drained. Is that the is that the adjective vacation of meniscus? Meniscal? meniscal. <laughs> We're getting meniscal issues. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> Sounds. Like I would. It. I I can't. I can't see why not. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm good with it. But uh, yeah, if something is to... if something is partially meniscal, it can be meniskish. Oh, oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. That's all for me tonight. I'll see you guys. <laughs> I kind of like meniscal-ish. Love it. Okay. Well, cool. We're we're all we're all here. I'm going to share with Jordan some some hurricane tracking um, information. Uh, but Jordan, you have been on a quest these past months. Uh, deep dive into the world of what underage gambling, aka um, sports cards. So 
let's uh let, let's get a little breakdown from you. I'm intrigued, and I'm always holding on hope that I have like one Barry Bonds rookie card that's gonna like net me a flats boat or something, and we can just go ahead and and get that done. So, any info you want to pass my way, you can have a finder's fee. We can yeah. work that out. Yeah, I I guess during the early part of the quarantine, I dove into kind of the Rubbermaid tub of sports cards that I had built up during my elementary and early what, middle school days. What percent of sports cards throughout history do you think are stored in Rubbermaid tubs or similar device? It's got to be like 92% or something, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's for like, especially for people who collected as kids right? and like didn't really yeah. have the didn't, whole... The ones who never upgraded to the binders are yeah. all in well, rubber I have tubs. like I had one or two binders that you know I didn't really think much of. I didn't think of it as any different than just like throw it back in that box or put them <laughs> stack them in shoe boxes or whatever. But they all accumulated, you know, shoe boxes in the Rubbermaid tub. Um, so yeah, made a conscious decision to like, okay, I'm gonna go through all these, see what I really want to keep and what I wouldn't mind throwing away. Um, and in the process of doing so, like you come across some stuff and you're like, Oh, I wonder what, if I wanted to sell that, what I could sell that for. Um, and so in that process, I discovered that sports cards have kind of re, uh, I guess resurrected in terms of a hobby or a market or an industry. Um, they're, they're big, big money now again. Uh, so we're in another bubble. It's, it's great. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, so I started like reading around and like, okay, is started thinking, okay, is there a way I could, you know, responsibly, of course, get back into this, maybe, maybe make it a fun little, little hobby slash side hustle. Um, and it has been really fascinating as i've told you guys multiple times to just kind of see how different things are in the year of our lord 2020 than they were back when i was like mowing yards and buying cards at toys r us like <laughs> completely different whole universe. The game's unchanged i do remember those days those days were great yeah i mean yeah so like when i was a kid i mean i would i would cut grass do chores whatever and then that cash, I would just like, I could go to Toys R Us or Walmart and buy cards and scratch my itch, so to speak. Um, <laughs> but chasing, he was chasing from an early age. Yeah, get your, was, get your fix. He's an action, he's an action junkie. He yeah, was like, got, Oh, is that a TJ Hushmanzada rookie card? Holy moly, I got, this got is chase that feeling right. The uh, seeds were planted very early on. Um, but now, so like, especially this year with the NBA rookie class of Zion and John Morant, some of these other guys, um, the, the chase for product in general has gotten, uh, you know, pretty much nuts to the point where, um, you, you can't find basketball cards, especially in one of these Walmarts or targets, unless you're there when, the vendor restocks the shelf there like here in Harrisonburg, there are, are individuals who I've like, I've walked in at the time 
either before they're about to stock or when they are stocking and there's a crowd of people standing by this shelf waiting to snatch it up as soon as it gets put on the shelf. I have um, a question real quick. How much is a, like a pack of cards going for these days? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a fun little <laughs> thing to talk about. Um, Let so, him tell the story, Logan. No, I'm no, sorry, well, it's good. Ask, ask away. Cause it helps kind of, direct the discussion better than I probably will if you guys just like like ostensibly these are adult people standing around the cards yes so are they buying the whole case of cards at 7.95 a pack or are they buying are we all being like gentlemen and being like all right bro like we'll split these up since I was here and you were here we could each have 30 packs at 7.95 I mean there's that's just a big difference there right yeah there is and so um price wise (laughs) Like your retail product, and this is kind of like little little sports cards 101 here. In, <laughs> in the industry, there are there are hobby lines of the product that are sold either through the manufacturer's website or through like a local card store. Um, like Duke's and, Cards. Back yeah, in the day. like Duke's Cards used to be in, in the Burke. Or all right, all right, there's a retail version of the product that gets sold at your Walmarts and Targets. And so the retail prices are set in stone. You'll pay like $20 for a blaster box, uh, which is like seven packs. Instead of a hobby box, you get like 24 packs. Um, okay. So so some of these basketball products, like all the blaster boxes, we'll use that example, 20 bucks on the shelf at Target. But if you buy those up, then you can flip them on eBay. Uh, some of some of these products right now, the blasters are anywhere from one hundred and eighty to two hundred dollars to buy them on the secondary market. Why is that? Because of the Zion and Jaw Chase, because okay. of how much people are paying for those actual cards. Um, so okay, so it's yeah. like sneakers, kind of. Yeah, and so. Yeah, funny you should mention that because the, <laughs> the kind of like rise in the cards industry has brought in some of the new people that have uh, joined the the hobby or the industry are people who got started like flipping sneakers right. from like the sneakers app who would buy them up with bots and then resell them. Uh, right. So there are, there are those types of people just kind of waiting at, at the Targets and Walmarts. Um, and that makes it a little interesting to say the least. But I, I mean, I will say like the experiences I've had locally, no one's ever, you know, come to blows with, <laughs> with anyone or it hasn't got like, it hasn't gotten nasty at all. It's a real letdown. Yeah. <laughs> that I've, I mean, other, other places, it, it almost certainly has like a lot of targets, I think around the country now, have placed limits on the sports card shelves where it's like only two items per customer per day. Um, But there are also stories of people kind of doing unscrupulous things to get a a connection to the vendor who stocks the shelf of like, I'll pay you a cut of what I resell these products for. If you don't even move them to the shelf, you just keep them in the back and then like, you slip them to me in the frozen food section or something like that. So it's, it's very strange, um, <laughs> but kind of, so 
We've have you had about... any have you had any successes or yeah so i've i've actually uh i guess a couple weeks ago one of the walmarts i got there in the morning when the guy was restocking the shelf and actually got to buy like this is so crazy. it is it is nuts <laughs> yeah. so i got to buy pretty much all of the basketball product that he put out which wasn't much it was kind of like a a restock of of surplus supply that they redistributed or whatever but um i did like i did have it all in my basket and then another guy showed up and i was like i you know i gave him some i wasn't gonna be about it or anything but um so yeah so so like from my perspective i opened some of it but i'm also holding on to some of it unopened just to yeah. see what what those prices do in the future and see if it would be better just to sell them sealed yeah. or to open them for myself and have fun. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, it's very much like sneakers in that yeah. regard. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So then the gambling side of it that I've, I've teased via text uh, to you and Jason a little bit um, with the kind of advancement of the internet in general, but especially sites like YouTube and Instagram, uh, the, so the social sites um, there's, there's kind of been a rise of these people called breakers. Um, so what they do is they acquire inventory boxes and boxes and boxes and cases, and then they put together what they call breaks, which is like, okay, we're going to do a basketball break tonight. And they get 10 random boxes together and then they sell a spot for each of the 30 teams in in the sport um and so people buy into these and oh say okay i'm gonna get the cards of the team i'm assigned um so i've like i've been watching some of these on instagram over the past couple weeks and there are people <laughs> do it like paying like five thousand dollars to get the pelicans in a break or to get you know, the Lakers in a break so that they can get all the LeBrons and Kobe's that are pulled. Oh, well, okay. But it, it, it guarantees that you're getting players on that team. Yeah. I mean, you you gotta be excited for an Andrew Bynum. <laughs> yeah, know. exactly. But, uh, <laughs> the other, the other side of it is that like, not, not all the time. These breaks don't always fill right away. So they do what's called fillers to get into a break. So they essentially sell raffles for spots to maybe get into the thing. And so you've just got people on Instagram paying like, yeah, I'll pay 400 to get in and get a raffle for a spot. And they might not even get picked. Um, so I've, I've seen people like pay, you know, five or $600 and not get anything out of it. On, and they're just like doing this on Instagram over PayPal over Venmo. Uh, Jeez. So that's a little. I feel concerning. like I'm. I, this sounds eerily like uh, tranches and the mm -hmm. entire thing that collapsed the mortgage economy back in 2008. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, like yeah. a lot like it. Well, and so like, well, like, we couldn't quite make this premium pack, so we packed it full of real cards and mm -hmm. people will gamble on it and that's that literally gave us an economic collapse so i'm really glad that it's gone from 
like six figure mortgages to cards. Well, yeah, and so you guys start from the bottom. And so watching these guys build yourself back up. Yeah, watching these guys who run it, like they use the same lingo as I've heard in casinos. It's just packaged differently. (laughs) Like it's like like you know, all it takes is one card, man. All it takes is one card. Like hey, I didn't know where I've heard that, and it came out of a pit boss's mouth. Like that's (laughs) that's really not encouraging. I would be interested to flip through the book and, and see what what kind of there. I assume there's websites out there that can give you like rough values of cards and stuff. Yeah. So there are like, there kind of one of the recommendations is to just go on eBay and see what that card yeah. sold for most recently. Okay. Uh, but there's also a website that will kind of aggregate the, the most recently sold items of that same card and put it in a chart for you so it's easy to read. Um, yeah. So there's a lot better resources for that side of things available than there were 20 years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Back then, we nice. had to like go to Duke's cards and look at the book. Yeah. And, get uh, the Beckett <laughs> price guy. Get like <laughs> pawn chopped. Listen, I got, two Blastoises, I, I got two Blastoises, a Charizard, yeah. and a holographic Mewtwo. And, and you're, all you're willing to do here is $37. I feel like you could do better than that. Yeah, doesn't know. sound right. It doesn't sound I don't right. I really, don't really know why. So, anyhow, okay. Well, let's move on for that, from that to a, a slightly related topic sports. Sports is back. Yeah. Um, sort of. And um, this it's just exceedingly weird times that we are existing in now but um i guess we could start with maybe a little nba bubble talk uh and they're playing basketball right now as we record it yeah their basketball is happening and and i guess maybe bubble talk in general it would appear that bubbles work um who would have thunk yeah well i mean Good point. Who would have thunk? But also, I kind of feel like when Major League Baseball was tossing around the idea of a bubble back in the beginning, everyone kind of crapped on it, and then, and then, uh, and then the NBA was like, "No, we're actually going to do it." Now the NBA has a lot of, I think, built-in advantages, pretty progressive leadership, twelve men to yeah, a team. I mean, yeah, um, you know, things like that certainly help it out. But I do think you could have had some sort of bubble site in in the Phoenix area that could have maybe. Uh, that baseball could have done it, but baseball is, has their whole baseball has their whole set of issues. Other why didn't they take everybody to Williamsport or Omaha or like a baseball mecca? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I think basketball definitely had the best set of yeah uh, kind of variables in that yes. one. Like you said, Logan, they're dealing with far fewer people. Like yeah. yeah, they have left teams at home. So it's right. not, and they don't have to do an entire season start to finish. They're like, oh yeah, kind of doing the tail end and getting sure. into the playoffs. So um, they're going to be losing. They're going to be shedding teams as yeah. they go, which which is yeah, which is in their advantage. But I, I I do think the main takeaway here though is that it you can establish I think some sort of a bubble or safe safe zone or or ever whatever you want. I mean as long as you I mean these guys are also getting tested like every two days or something. Bingo, too, which certainly. There's an Certainly. aggressive level of testing and contact tracing and quarantining that yeah, you get would in trouble be nice to see in other places. Pregnancy, like in America. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, I mean. Baseball screwed themselves because they got into a, they, Jesus, they, I'm sorry, they're preempting, they're preempting a labor disagreement that's a year out I mean, with, so, yeah, with all of this. So, I mean, this they, is also 
The idea of playing a full season, a full baseball season was out the window once they couldn't even agree on anything. So, you know, but now that it's only a 60 game season, it's easy to look back and be like, well, we could have done a bubble with uh, the baseball season. If it's only going to be two months, these guys are going to run through 60 games really fast. Um, I mean, maybe. Well, they should. It's baseball. (laughs) But if it's a bubble. Well, yeah, if they were in a bubble, they would, sure. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, this, I think I'm just like overly sensitive to all this stuff because, like, literally, sports is my job and baseball is my first love. And, mm. like, it's just, it sucked so much to watch, like, somebody, it was, it was a podcast I was listening to. It might have been the podcast, but somebody was basically like, you can tell every league's reaction to this and their plans are just a microcosm of how much their leadership and ownership cares about their players and their their relationship with them. And like the NBA has very good leadership and a very good working relationship with their players. And, you know, the NBA has its faults right now. Like all the China stuff that's coming out is is objectively bad. And like, yeah, it's awkward, but also it has, it's really well run and has a really good relationship with its players. And so they said, all right, here's what we're doing. We're going to the bubble. We're going to get this done. We're going to test the crap out of these people and that sort of thing. Yeah. And on the other side is baseball and football. And baseball is basically like they spent three months trying to break the players' union because that's been their the owner's dream for however long it's been a players' union. And they they couldn't do it because the players' union finally just called their bluff and was like, this is Let's just play the games. Whatever. We'll figure it out next year. And the owners were like, oh, damn. We didn't think of a way to play the games. And so they just said, what is the cheapest way we can do this? And – the way that causes us the least amount of liability as a league and ownership cabal. And that's how you get a Marlins team that knew they had positive cases and took a text message poll to keep playing that night. And that's how you okay. get like, nobody know there's there, all the teams are staying in public hotels. They're well, not isolated. Know, hotels. Yeah. There were three weddings in a team hotel the other week. Like how do it's you just have a so 113 page policy that doesn't have Address a, anything doesn't have a, a procedure or a policy for if your team has an outbreak of three or more people or, or something like that. Like, I mean, there needs to just be full stop. Like you're not going to play games for at minimum five days until everyone gets tested. So you can at least assess how many yeah. positives and negatives you NBA, have. The NBA, if you get a positive test, you have to get two negative tests before you can play again. And they have to be, I think baseball does that other. too, Yeah, but they don't like, like somebody, I think, is it, is it Javi Baez for the Nationals basically like can't string together consecutive negative tests or something like that? Juan Soto, thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and like, there's, it's just it's chaos. And yeah, like I don't know, like well, the Mar, I think the Marlins finally stopped at like seventeen or eighteen positive tests. I think that was the final number. Yeah, which I think is they have the organization. one or two more today, and they, I mean, they've been put on the shelf. Uh, the the Phillies the had to shut down. Yeah. And I heard it's the Phillies just, had a couple staff, like not necessarily players, maybe one yeah, player. Yeah, it was, staffers. Some, some it was staffers. The first one was the visiting team clubhouse attendant who worked the clubhouse where the Marlins were, and then there was a couple more today. Yeah, and, and so, I mean, the crazy things hearing, hearing from the Marlins, like it's all too convenient too that it happened to the Marlins because they're the team from Florida, and it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's funny to make the Florida jokes, but like to be honest, they had not had any positive tests until they traveled. So it's like, oh, crazy. Who would have thought that the traveling and exposing these people, like all these people to all these like 
it's a it's a it's a butterfly effect thing, right? Like, I mean, it's a, a fractal, whatever you want to say. It, it, all the yeah, all the contact true. that you have when you travel compounds, you know, it's yep. just math. So um, it's frustrating. Yeah. And then and the NFL is basically going about it like everybody shut up. We'll figure it out. Oh, you guys they, are really they really were hoping that this was going to be over with by football yep. season. And I, I have a feeling that, you know, outside of limiting fans in the stadiums, they have little to no nope. actual plans. Um, yep. Well, so. so they like, I did see a couple weeks back, they kind of announced the policy of like, you know, after the games, you guys are not allowed to swap jerseys or like, yeah. you know, yeah. dap up your guys from the other team. And they're putting or like plexiglass in the locker rooms. Like, and okay, and someone, right. someone, I'll, I'll bleep this out. Someone, yeah. someone basically was like, you're asking them to, Like right. it, it doesn't make two licks yeah. of sense at all. Right. Yeah. So frustrating. But I mean, yeah, yeah I think, I think all these, I mean, you don't want to, you like, know, but attitude reflect leadership captain. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's how it, that's how it goes. Preach. And I mean, you, you, you said it, Jason, like, uh, I mean, I think our, like Roger Goodell has gotten definitely like the benefit of being the NFL commissioner in that the NFL prints money and is uh, like a too big to fail type business. But I mean, it's clear in the way he acts that he like is kind of disconnected from the players he's, and doesn't really he's care. Around and, fingers crossed. And like, yeah. So and I can't, and, and I, I, think Rob, I don't even think Rob Manfred likes baseball. Oh, Rob Manfred hates baseball. He, he hates loves it. being oh, the commissioner though. Right. None of none of the baseball owners like baseball. They don't see baseball as the national pastime. They see it as a profit machine. Right, and, and, and it is. And you know, again, we're just talking about how people see sports cards now as a profit machine. So I mean, everything becomes a bastardized version of something we once loved. But um, I mean, that's print, that's how print the shirts. Like print that's why Mookie Betts. That's why Mookie Betts gets traded because, like. The owner's biggest fear was that he accidentally spends some money that technically isn't mathematically worth it. Right. You know, right. it's just like that. It's I. Sorry, I'm like I'm like genuinely pissed off about this because it's my business and I love baseball so much and it just sucks to watch it get destroyed. But yeah. and this is going to be the O's year too, I think. So that's what I'm saying. We were folks for the whatever. I can't talk about this. We we're, we're clearly have, the, have last year's All Star Game MVP on the squad. Like all the stars were lining up. Chris Davis is back. So frustrating. Going to try to strike out a hundred times in a sixty game season <laughs> instead of one hundred ninety. I'm not sure what's wrong with Chris Davis, but he has sat out the last two games. And the uh, coach says he's not allowed to talk about it, and I don't know what's going on. So it's it's um it's it's he strikes out all the time. I think that's what's wrong with it. I, honestly, God, we're at a place in 2020 where I hope that's the reason. I hope, <laughs> yeah. yeah, baseball reasons. That's how bad it is. It's like, man, I hope that's performance based. Like that, he's still right. getting paid though. Yeah. So yeah. since we last spoke, the uh, Washington Redskins are no more. They are now the Washington Football Team um, officially. Temporarily, officially, for a temporary amount of time. Um, did you did you guys see that uh, that person that purchased like all those domain names and and copyrighted all those names? Did you see one of the ones he purchased was Red the Radskins? Like, what <laughs> oh a stupid gosh. purchase that was! And they're, they're never going to name the team the Radskins. Although I mean, I love it. was that the trademark or was that the URL? I don't know. He but he has the copyright or whatever to like 
I don't know, Red Hawk, Washington Red Hawks and, and uh, guy like, um, Red Wolves and like all these. He's like a real estate guy. Got to be a real piece of work. He's, he's a real estate guy. Like, I really got like a whole lot of like threats and like angry stuff. And Oh, oh he's sure. lawyered up. Yeah. Yeah, sure. but he, but, but one of them, I just laughed so hard it was the Radskins. I was like, oh, Lord. Like, we're just going to change one letter and make it the Radskins. Look, he's going to cast a wide net. And Here's bring, thing, bring as many fish to the boat as possible, Logan. They should be you know, the Hawkins. If I was to tell you that there was a professional sports team whose name was the the Redskins, yeah. like a, a racist team name, but their owner was going to change it to the Radskins, who would be the first owner you would guess would do that? Well, I don't yeah. know. Daniel Snyder. <laughs> Jerry Jones. He's a close like second. A real Redskins I mean, kind of guy. But, That's how bad Daniel Snyder is, is that Jerry Jones is second, and it's probably a distant one. Oh, I mean, Jerry Jones at least likes to likes the, uh, you know, Johnny Walker Blue. <laughs> likes to get down a little bit. <laughs> In more ways than one, yeah. Hey, now. But, uh, yeah, so we will keep a beady eye on the Washington Radskins, potential Radskins situation. I think we should just refer to them as the Radskins, just regardless of what they choose. Um College football, I think, made some pretty big announcements today. I think they're going to play – everyone's pretty much going to play conference-only schedules. Was that pretty conference much decided? Conference plus one, maybe. Okay, maybe, maybe if plus one. If your, if your plus one is in the same state, right? For the ACC. Uh, ACC. Uh, so, so FSU can take this L. That's what I like to see. It just has to be a home game or in the same state. Like like if – I'm trying to think of a good example – like South Carolina could come play at Virginia, and the ACC would be okay with it. Oh, yeah, they would because yeah. Muschamp got that handed to him in the the damn Belk Bowl two years ago. That's Which true. just illustrates how like college football is such a mess right now. It is because you don't have like the NCAA. I mean, I so here's the their hands of college football pretty much. Yeah, so the dirty little secret is the NCAA only cares about college football to the extent that it keeps the power five in the NCAA. Yeah. That's all they care. About. So that they, they don't get make the March Madness money. They don't make money off college football. What will happen if we don't have March Madness is the NCAA will cease to exist. <laughs> Could be a silver lining. You defending national champs too by that time. So three Pete baby. <laughs> so you will see as much as the NCAA is playing very hands-off right now, you will see them be very hands-on with basketball. Yeah. It's also, been, it's also been really fun to see people still maintain that college athletes, football players especially, should not be paid for what they do, while, while also it is being suggested that schools should just do online er- uh. learning and let – let the campuses be essentially bubbles for the football teams this fall, which is not a terrible idea. Logistically. No, that's not the worst idea. I mean, I think Stuart Mandel proposed like full bubbles, like the SEC do a bubble in Atlanta and the ACC do one in Charlotte and that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah but I mean, he, he was like very that, much like, the only problem is once you do this, you fully admit that they're employees and they're yeah, not. They are not, they are not students. That, and that's why, that's why it'll never happen because they can't right. admit. So. Yeah. Um, I saw Big Cat had an idea that uh, we should just give everyone pills that would put everyone to sleep for two weeks, and then oh. and then it would be gone. Which actually, 
On the gradient of bad ideas, not awful. Not the worst <laughs> idea I've read today. Honestly, no. in, terms of, in terms of, yeah. If we all, if we all <laughs> take the fill. I'd be middle of the pack. Yeah. You wouldn't be down to take a two-week nap? Uh, no, no. We'll put a, put a diaper on you? You wouldn't even know it. You'd go to sleep when I got... Oh, man, if yeah. I could sleep for two weeks. <laughs> oh. You can like, take we'll, my vacation we'll, we'll, days. Work through, you'll be fine. You pick up a morning my person after like six yeah, hours care. of sleep, you know. Oh, man, imagine me coming off two weeks I'm of sleep. I'm thinking of the muscle atrophy. Like, oh, God, bed sores. Yeah. Right. Just, no, just get in, like, get in one of these hyperbaric chambers or futuristic, like, that'll spin you around rotisserie style so you're not. Oh, God. <laughs> like, moves, you moves your legs around while you're in there so you don't atrophy. Yeah. You'll be great. It's 2020. Um, we should be able to accomplish this. No problem. Anyhow, uh, so yeah, I mean, college football, TBD, we'll, we'll see. I will say, I mean, and, and again, all numbers are reports that we take at face value, but I know it was easy at the beginning. Oh, University of North Carolina shut down their all their athletics because they had 23 positive cases. Clemson shut down all their practices and workouts because they had 20 positive cases. It would appear that a lot of those schools in general, everyone is pretty much, I mean, I know football, like campus started and I, I know like University of Florida has reported like no positive cases in the last like month. Um, and they were one of the schools that had an initial like, you know, 28 case, uh, you know, report when it kind of was, was first getting going. So again, maybe because there's no one on campus and the campuses are functioning as bubbles, like Jordan mm-hmm. mentioned. And you know, this, as it turns out, this is all just a math game. And if you can eliminate contact with people, uh, you will have a better chance of not getting sick and not transmitting it. And, and maybe we can be a functioning society again. Uh, then like it, it, it appears, I mean, those are good things, I guess it's, it's working. I just don't know when people are back on campus and, it's just, uh, I feel like we're, yeah, we're headed towards, um, we're headed towards like, you're going to need to take like a two week break in the middle of the season and let everyone like right. <laughs> rinse it out of their system or something. But I don't know. I mean, so just, that's the thing. It's then, like, you're, you're just talking. It, it is a good thing. Like yeah. if you were the cases, the better, like yeah. it's full stop. Absolutely. Um, that is, that is a stance of yeah. this, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you may quote me on that. Yeah. It's fewer COVID cases are better. Of approval. Put me in the breeze. Um, but yeah, it, it feels like it, it feels like we're you're we're missing the forest for the trees because I, I think like Feldman, I think Bruce Feldman tweeted it out today, like when he broke the SEC stuff um, that they were going to to ten conference games. He was like, it was like a three tweet thread, and I I tried to look it up, but I can't find it. Um, I didn't try hard, but um, he was basically like, yeah, so you know. Presidents and ADs are actually encouraged at the moment by the numbers. Um, they were happy to get back into the facilities and see that there were some things they could do. And it was like three tweets of positivity. And at the end of the third tweet was only two unknowns are um, <laughs> like effective full team practices and effective campus, full campus returning. It's like, dude, those are, those are huge unknowns. <laughs> like, those are, I mean, everybody, we all went to college and like got sick right. more often and stuff just because you're exactly. around people that have different stuff than you and they're up in your yep. business. So yeah, I, uh, so, I don't know. I, I think it was, it was smart for them to back it up. Like I, right. And, and, and Jamie, like my employer did something similar, like that our conference canceled fall sports basically and, and pulled itself out of it. And we said, we're not ready to do that yet. We think it's too early. And so like, <laughs> 
I totally understand. Like, uh, okay, I'm going to soapbox real quick. Like, when you work in athletics, like – You got 45 the, seconds. The the cynical part of it is like, well, there's a lot of money at stake, and, and yes, that yeah. is part of it. But, like, part of it is that you – a not small part of it is that, like, these student athletes came to your school to play these sports. <sighs> Right. And so you want to be able to show the student athletes that you you have their checked, back. that you checked every box you should you could possibly check. Yeah. When when you were trying to figure make these decisions, like it's not a small decision to to wipe a season. And so like, I think that's where we are. Is that like, listen, this is my opinion. I, I have not consulted with our medical team, which is great, and I have not consulted with upper admin or anything like that. So I'm speaking only for myself. I would put it at like fifteen percent at best that we play fall sports you being jmu no uh, me being in like college sports okay um in in a safe manner but even if that percentage is five percent like if you're not if there's no if it's not costing you that much to keep pursuing that five percent and you're not like the cost benefit isn't ruling against you you have to chase that five percent for as long as you can until it's not worth it Certainly. And th- I think, I mean, that's what JMU is doing. Like we're going to exhaust every option before we, we pull the plug for good. If we pull the plug for good. And if we're like, yeah, the SEC and the ACC have bigger plugs. So they're probably going to chase it a little bit longer. Like I, I get it. And it's, it is both gross and admirable and, and <laughs> icky and awkward and great. And all like, you're just describing college sports at that point. That's what, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Certainly. So, that's my soapbox. Like it, it's, it's all gonna be really weird. And the the worst part is the people in the margins. Like, yeah. Like, what's his face over at Outkick? I I don't think his name is worth remembering. Um, no, it's not. But like, he is he is objectively bad for college sports right now. And yeah, that's just and, something and you beyond. have beyond. Yeah. And yeah, not just God for humanity. And like Ramses. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be really weird and it's, there's going to be an element of grossness to it. And, but it's also, I promise you that the people in college sports are better than the institution of college sports and they have the best interests of the student athletes in mind. Right. I'll say that like our medical team is, I mean, we talked about it on a staff call earlier this week. And I said, I think that our, I think the JMU's medical staff has a better plan than major league baseball. Yeah, I I would believe that. That's a that's an Not admittedly sarcastic. low bar to clear, yeah. but yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Anybody that tells you they do is lying to you or themselves. And yeah. but if you find we'll someone offering future bets on potential outcomes, uh, <laughs> slide into my DMs. I will I will read some literature. There you go. Anyways, that was my soapbox. I appreciate the chance to vent. Yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. I spend most yeah. of my days yeah. answering yeah. texts. They're like, "So we're gonna have football, man?" I'm just like, "Just go away." I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Number. Who I mean, does. listen, we we all we all want football, and the idea yep. that there's like a, a group of people out here oh. that are like rooting against their own self interest, um, and like don't want sports to happen. And because I mean, so that's because they're like succumbing to liberal, uh, you know, media feeding friends. Fear porn is, is the is, word. Is, that is, ridic- yeah, is ridiculous. So like. Um, yeah, I mean that's that. I mean that's that's outkick. That's Clay Travis, and the yeah, idea that anybody yeah. in college sports or anybody in the collegiate sports media is rooting for sports to not be there is 
insulting, first of all, right. and ridiculous, second of all. And he's just he. I don't. I nobody knows hits, what play, he's he's playing the hits. He's got nobody knows that. what yeah. he actually believes because all he's doing is running the same the exact same grift that gave us the president we have now. He's just capitalizing on defensiveness and fear, and I hate it so much. And it makes me very sad for my industry and America. Yeah, yeah. But the good news Thank is you for coming to my TED Talk. He, he these, sucks. Never he, listen to him. He does these IG lives and only shirt. like seven people watch. So, you know, it makes you feel any better. He's, Got him. Uh, he's not exactly out here. like He's doing, not out here popping on the gram. But uh, anyhow. All right. Let's move on. Yeah, we can move lighter, on before I flip my computer here. over. Um, uh, I, I mentioned that the Levitard Show uh, has been guest hosted a couple times this week and there was an interesting conversation that came up i want to get started with uh this there was a debate regarding ranch versus blue cheese mm. and and if if you had yeah, to pick like, one about this yeah i did tweet about this if you had to pick one now so i i should say i think katie george was hosting and there was another um another lady hosting i forget her name but uh anyhow this other person, Katie likes blue cheese. The other person was just like, her take was blue cheese is bad. Like period, full stop, it is bad. And I am curious. I like I like both. Um, I think I prefer blue cheese for wings. Um, I think I prefer blue cheese on a on a uh, on a salad as well. But I think you know, I, ranch certainly has certainly has its place. So, Emily. I mean, what are your, what do you what what are your thoughts? Do you support any sort of hard take against blue cheese or ranch? Do I support any hard takes against them? No. Okay. Do I have a preference? Yes. What is your preference? Well, I mean, I I prefer ranch because I I personally like to use that on more things like a salad, wings, pizza crust, etc. Yeah. It's great for marinating meat into, you know, sometimes or whatever. French dressing? Yeah, sure. Why not? You know? Anyway, hmm. um, I'm just thinking that I've had personally more negative experiences with blue cheese dressings than I've had with ranch. I mean, it is, it is certainly, I don't think anyone is just tucking into a piece of blue cheese because they want to eat like whole on blue cheese but i think that it is a more exciting flavor profile than ranch would you would you agree or no no it's more i mean volatile. and i and i say this it is more volatile it is the todd orlando of salad of the cheeses I, i'm not gonna be like the the girl who said like full stop it is bad yeah. like okay. i like blue cheese crumbles I think, if you have a wedge salad, though, it demands blue cheese, no? Yes. There, okay. And, and I just think that it's one of those things, I think because it's such a pungent, pungent flavor profile, that it's an easy dressing to, like, go wrong. Yes. You know, you I can't see that. go I too yes. wrong with ranch dressing. But, Bingo. like, blue cheese dressing can ah. go wrong very quickly. But for those reasons, I also think that ranch is, like, a little, it's, a, it's like salty mayonnaise. At a, at a certain point listen i like ranch too so i, I don't want it to come out like no, i do I not think, think we're arguing. i do not, not mm-hmm. think ranch is bad i just uh i feel like but i think i like more like tangy flavors too mm-hmm. yes you do so i would make sense that like maybe a nice moldy blue cheese gentlemen any thoughts to add on this uh i'm glad i'm glad emily went first because i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take her answers <laughs> okay that was i think that was very well put i i don't like blue cheese it was, it was well put um like at all, it's not my thing. Um, 
but you know, what do I know? Um, I also had a very, uh, <laughs> that's great. This is, this is good radio. Jason. You, yeah. know, uh, you know what? That's my hot take. You know, he just, he just vented so much in that last segment that's that's that him. it's like, there's nothing left you know, to put on I just don't like breathe. Breathe. I am done. Which is his fun, whatever. I hate uh, <laughs> Now, I, I mean, I also had a very, uh, scenic route to liking ranch too. Uh, like, the first like twenty five years of my life, I hated ranch. Like I thought this it was, was disgusting. So interesting, Jason. I so okay. I'm a little similar. I was like a kid yeah. who grew up with like Italian dressing was my go to, and like ranch, I kind of had to lean into like in my like later teen years oh, in my twenties. Yeah, I, I, I. It wasn't even like because I'll do like food hot takes just for and giggles, like because I want to. But this wasn't one of those. This was like I genuinely had tried ranch and didn't like it. And then you like, correct me if I'm wrong. You were never like a big, um, and I, I, I don't want to hold any sort of your past food. I'm very excited to see where we're going with this. You you never, I have always been a big like dipping sauce guy. And I remember being like, dude, this guy is nuts. He doesn't eat his fries. (laughs) He he, he eats like raw, he raw dogs fries. Like this is insane. That is there were so many better words you could have chosen there. Well, yeah, uh-huh. but I mean, didn't have to, I'm, this um, is the Logan story. The yeah, no, it, it was. He's he is as with most things uncomfortably correct. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty much just ketchup for for a right. good chunk, like up until the end of high school, probably. I, I seem to recall. I know we talked about the udder of ketchup in, at the, uh, at the school. <laughs> I, I seem to recall on occasion there would be ranch in one of those udders. It was oh like, yeah, yeah. It was like pretty loose ranch. You'd have like mustard. Yeah, it was. Ranch it was very watery, and or yeah. it was watery barbecue sauce. Uh, well, yeah, sure. Um, but no, yeah. So like, it was just ketchup till I like went to college, and then I discovered like honey mustard and Chick Fil A sauce and all the good stuff. And, <laughs> um, a whole okay. new world. Yeah, it was. Ah, uh, it was wonderful. Um, but but okay. ranch, oh, like literally, I couldn't blown your mind. Wow, let's not get carried away. Too many flavors, <laughs> too many flavors. Um, but yeah, ranch, I genuinely like actually hated until like three years ago. Interesting, and I like got some of it on some wings or like beat ups or something. And I was like, oh, uh, this is really good now. Now I'll eat it like with fries, like I'll eat ranch with a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, no, ranch is, is so, very versatile, great with pizza. So, yeah, I, I really like ranch. I really, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's blue cheese's like aggressiveness and and tangy weirdness that I, it's not for me. Yeah, but enough. enough people like it that I'm like, yeah, I go crazy. All right, Jordan, you're the last one. Yeah, and I I'm gonna start this off by saying like my my initial point here is gonna maybe ruffle some feathers, and I don't care. Ooh. I'm not here to make friends. Okay. I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to speak my truths. And um, yet I persist. This is gonna be my take for this food point, and it's gonna be my take for a lot of food points, uh, so get used to it. I think my general <laughs> starting point is it depends on the situation. Oh, uh, 
Blame Jordan. Yeah, that's see, I've, that's I've triggered true. one person already in this. Already. It's somehow worse I mean, than having a really look, aggressive Jordan, opinion. If you what don't wanted... stand for anything, you fall for anything, right? Everything. I don't think I do that. I mean, Jordan, but... you're you're not you're not wrong. I, I I was trying to do my very best to say I also like ranch and I also consume ranch on the regular, but I you know. I, yeah. I, no, I, but you. I will say like. I do agree with a lot of the points Emily made in that I think blue cheese lends itself to having more aggressive opinions taken towards it because of the uniqueness of it. Like it's high as, risk, high reward. Yeah, exactly. As a prospect, yeah. blue cheese has the lowest floor, but it's also got the highest ceiling. And yeah. I think ranch is more of your high floor, low ceiling prospect. Um, so again, what what kind of chance do you want to take with scholarships on your plate that you've got? Do you do, do you want a role player that you're comfortable with, or do you want to get a little nasty and and maybe maybe take some chances on a kid? It it depends. <laughs> Bless, Bless you. you. Salute. So Damn right. okay, okay. If the world is coming to an end, right? <laughs> Which it very well might be. So, yeah. Get it together, Logan. God. I wish I could stop sneezing. And you could only choose between one of the two. I only get one bottle for the rest of my days on Earth. Yes. That's yes. the question. Would you choose a bottle of ranch or a bottle of blue cheese? I'd take a bottle of ranch. Ranch, 10 times out of 10. You know, yeah. You might not be wrong there. Yep. That's all I needed to hear. So, yeah, I like both of them, but... All right. Again, one bottle good, for the Good spark, sparkling debate here. All right, next up was uh, there was a, a conversation, a uh, similar group, cookies versus brownies. Oh, I saw I Jamil like Hill things. tweet about this one. Yeah, Jamil Hill also tweeted about this. Um, Here's the I problem. I, okay, <laughs> go ahead. Here's the situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this song's not about West Virginia. Anyway. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Oh, my spirit! I love him so much. Shout my out favorite to that guy. Yeah. Um, but so you can't. It's so hard. Like brownies is a is one type of thing. Like most brownies are pretty much the same, not quality, but like they're going for the same thing. Yes. There's thirty thousand different kinds of cookies. Thank this you. is impossible. That was so, my problem too. I don't, Emily, I don't you and I like tonight, we're, we are. Well, we're let us tonight. not let us not conflate versatility with quality or with what what is actually better because i would say just let me say this don't get mad i would say on the whole i think a brownie is a better thing to eat than a cookie however there are so many different types of cookie cookie is way more versatile you can eat a soft cookie you can eat a hot cookie you can eat a crunchy cookie you can eat a burnt cookie you can eat a sugar cookie snickerdoodle peanut butter we're getting crazy put some candies in it who gives a what but i think ultimately at the end of the day if if it was the primo cookie sitting there next to the primo brownie, I'm choosing the brownie nine oh. times out of ten. See, I, I, I'm I'm the other I'm I agree with you in that it's really tough to compare, but I think I think it's the opposite way in that the best cookies are better than the best brownies, but the worst yeah, cookies I, I, I can't, are way I can't below brownies. Yes, that's that's well, yeah, I'll agree with the second part there, but I I can't I can't compare <laughs> Thank you. In that, Appreciate in like, it. What, what, the, what the first what the first yeah. You know who I would love to answer this question is your dad. Yeah, Dave. Good Dave on board. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. I feel 
newly that. newly tattooed newly too tattooed David Whitehouse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I agree with Jason. Like versatility aside, like but you already know this about me. Like a nice cookie that's like crisp. And maybe my crisp, I really mean oh. like I like a thin cookie, but I still yep. want it talk, to kind of be soft and chewy at the same time. Talk to me but nice, like, Emily. Yeah, the outside talk to me real nice. Don't, Listen. don't give me those cakey cookies. Uh-uh. But you're, no, you're explaining idea. to me what a good cookie is, and I'm telling you that that is a good cookie. But a a good brownie is better than that. No, but but I'm telling you that I think a really good cookie trumps a good brownie because like – I mean, it's just oh, a like nice corner piece of the brownie. No. Oh, you get a little crust You're a on the corner piece on the guy? Corners. Oh, oh, gosh. We yeah, can't like, trust anything you say ever again. The strata, the brownies, the pizza. I'm sorry like, that I love a, a, textural, a textural delight and I don't like mushy no edges. All right, It's not a I steak. You don't edges, need to bro. sear it. Are you out of your mind? No, see, that's, that's interesting because I that's, think it leaves the centerpieces for me. That has that's a great, a great partnership in the White House. It really estate. is. We try that's to fair. make it work, you know. At least one good partnership Merle. in the White House around these parts. Hello, got him. Well, okay, Jordan, what's your take? Um, I mean, again, it depends on the situation, but I think. Like my mom made brownies growing up that were tremendous and uh. ha like have not been matched the in in the other brownie experiences I've had. Um not been matched. Wow, Sue I, Shank, what's she doing? Wow. Yeah, she's Marjorie. she's working with magic, Crisco. she's cooking with the Holy Spirit. It's great. Um <laughs> baking. She's got the it's not cooking, record. it's baking. The... Uh but yeah, I, th I mean, I guess I would go cookie because I think cookies are are easier to do well than brownies, if that makes sense. I think like, that's I've also had, I would agree with that. I've had yeah. more uh, above average cookie experiences around the world around my days than I have, you know, above average brownie experiences. I think that's well said, Jordan. So um, I'm playing, I'm playing would... the odds here is what I'm doing. Smart. Smart. I mean, but I'm not, I don't think I'm asking you to play the odds. I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm asking you to like... Well, you should specify before well, you no, ask no, 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 no. I, I, But it's like if at its very best, you would still choose the best cookie versus the best, the best brownie. Okay, so, the, so number one brownie draft pick versus number one cookie draft pick. Yes. Okay, then I, would say I might real... take the brownies then. Okay, now I have another question though to add on top of that. If we go back to the versatility thing, like even if it's the best brownie on like God's green earth, yeah. you know that what you're getting is like a chocolatey, fudgy experience, right? Where the best cookie, <laughs> it could be kind of anything. You could have so many different like great flavors just – Right, but see, no, listen. You yeah, but you're never, you're never just going to have like a colorless orb and be like, oh, I wonder what flavor this is. I'm planning to be surprised by this cookie. You also can have a, a fudgy brownie cookie. All right, well, we're not, that's, that's. Yeah, but see, like okay. one of, one of the wrinkles my mom would do with her brownies sometimes is she would put like the, the peanut butter chips in them. 
So it wasn't oh, just yeah. a, a block. So I like I guess my third eye is a little more open than you guys on this. In that, like, <laughs> okay. Wow. I, I can <laughs> I can not see sure. the brownie. I'm not sure what that means because your mom put peanut butter chips in a brownie. In no, but I but I'm just saying like I don't see a brownie as this uh, monotonous block of fudge. Like, well, neither do I. Neither do I. I think there's a lot of ways you can eat a you can have a brownie. You can have it with nuts. You can have it with swirl, we caramel swirl on top, <laughs> chocolate Cheese, brownie, brownie, white chocolate yeah, but brownie. No, I was just responding brownie. to kind of the uh, the insult yeah. that I believe Coach E <laughs> levied against the brownie side of things. I would also I just wanted to speak sick and tired of big brownie. Right. Listen, cookies are always good in the same way that pizza is always good. You're never going to be like super disappointed if you just knock down a cookie. But it's got to really, see, I don't even, really I don't even know if I would... It, it's got to be I wouldn't really... say that because I I think bad cookies are worse than brownies. I think bad... you're working against yourself here, Jason. <laughs> yeah. I, I no, feel yeah. less I, mean, I, I guess the best cookies are better than brownies. Okay, th that's okay. what you think. Right. Yes, we've established that. Yeah. I uh I I guess I'm just I would say that I'm more often than not nonplussed with a cookie where it's like, I like the cookie. The cookie was fine. It was good. And I, I would say that I have that same opinion about pizza. Like a lot of people be like, oh, you got to have this pizza. freaking blow your off. And it's like, no, it probably won't. Something it's else pizza. in the defense of the cookie, though. Okay. I feel like obviously both are at their best, like fresh out of the oven, right? There's no disputing that. I do think yeah. a cookie holds up better over a couple days versus a brownie. Like, I don't want a next day brownie. No, thank you. But like a next day cookie? Sure. Oh, see, it's still great. I mean, that's crazy, though. I mean, I love a next day brownie. Carving that bad boy out of the pan. Mm. So, Emily, what is your next day brownie experience? Was it stored just on the counter or were they like, because yeah. we, we went in the fridge in my house. And like a brownie coming out of the fridge is a little cool. It you get a texture change. The flavor oh. profile is different when it's cold versus when it's warm. You know, I, I think love a texture I think change. you need to do some more research here. Okay, okay, I'll give it a try. I'll do a fridge brownie. Yeah. Did any of you guys? I mean, I'm big on cold sweets in brownie. general. Oh, my mom would keep cookies in the freezer. Yes, and like a cookie right out of the freezer. That's that's really good. Yeah, see, I, like, because, I love yeah. peanut M&Ms out of the freezer. That is mm. like, that is a banger a in my life. Peanut and peanut butter references and just really oh, yeah, having sorry. salt in the open wound here, guys. Uh, Anti-peanut butter stance. Um, all right, well, this has been... This has been sparkling, sparkling commentary. Thank you guys. Did for I send you guys the okay. video of the great cookie debate of 2020 between Logan and our friend Stephanie? uh if you did i don't remember so i will yeah. send it again and we may have to get permission from stephanie to like maybe play segments of it on the podcast because let's, let's have just, stephanie on let's we, hey we've talked about this before we'll just get stephanie on and let her and logan go at it so it wasn't it was a very silly argument it wasn't even an argument really <laughs> well he's saying that to, anyway. you're describing <laughs> most of this podcast i feel like he's setting it up <laughs> To make himself not look as bad. listen, I will go ahead That's and true. He's hedging already. for an absolute master class in argumentativeness and um, <laughs> mathematical reasoning. You're the dominator, Logan. We know this about you. <laughs> the dominator. The dominator. That's right. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the dominator, Taylor Swift dropped a new album on us last Thursday night at midnight. 
um friday morning maybe if you want to if you want to be technical um emily you were very excited by this i listened to a few songs that were on the new music friday playlist also shout out to spotify and the new new music friday playlist love it a, a great feature spotify really really knows what i what i want and what i need and just shout out to them this is free free advertising hashtag ad Apple, the, the, our Apple deal fell through, so right. we're on the spot. Because Jason uh, spoke ill of them ten t- times too many. Right. I regret nothing. <laughs> um, Emily, what have you to say about this before Jordan? I hope Jordan had a chance to revisit and has is. Prepared. Oh, I did. <laughs> trust, Hi. big trust. First of all, I mean the name of the album is appropriate because it is definitely like it's a folk album it's a singer songwriter album which i feel gets a little bit back to taylor's roots like that's who she is she is a singer songwriter and so i felt like this album did a really beautiful job of i think um displaying that talent and gift of young taylor's it's very different from what she has been producing over the past years but can i just say Shout out to Taylor Swift. She has shown a great range yes. in her albums, in her style of music, and has like crushed it. I mean, she's yeah. kind of good at whatever she does, but it was refreshing to get a little bit more of our original Tay Tay. You know? Was it good? Um, <laughs> there were some songs on it that I absolutely loved. The album as a whole, it yeah. just starts to blend together where all okay. the songs kind of sound the same. So it's like the songs that are really good, you're like, love it. And then the rest is just like, meh. Okay. But I I can rock with that. I would also say that that's not necessarily uncommon with certain like acoustic folk albums as a genre. Certainly. Singer-songwriter stuff. You mean, mm-hmm. at, a, at a certain point, they're just freaking singing and songwriting, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's my overall take. I'd be happy to, to give more detailed takes about certain songs that I love. But let's turn it over to Jordan. Yeah, so I, Emily, I agree with you on on pretty much everything you brought up there. Um, I really like her voice when it's like just keyboard or just acoustic guitar because like she has a really good voice mm-hmm. uh, when she uses it kind of in in that vein. Like the uh, I think it was her the reputation album there was a song either the last song or one of the next last songs where it was just kind of a primarily like piano and some acoustic and that was one of my favorite songs on the album because it was so much different than a lot of like electronic radio stuff which like there were some bangers in there but like Mm -hmm. i really like her in that style of music And I think part of that is because we haven't gotten a lot of it before. So it was always kind of, it maybe always kind of felt like a nice treat or a surprise where it's like, Ooh, this is like, yeah, I want more of this. And so this album is all that. And so that's where I completely agree with you where towards the end, it starts to feel like, okay, we're doing the same song again, but it's Mm -hmm. got a different tune. But I think like the first two thirds of the album, I I really loved, um, and I definitely like this album better than her previous two. I still think 1989 
is oh, my favorite one. of hers. Yes. Um, but this one is probably a solid second place at this point in her yeah. discography. Yes, I agree. 1989 is so good. Um, I... I almost want to listen to the new album because like you said, because it all kind of starts sounding the same. I almost wonder about like, instead of listening to the first half of it, just like listening to the second half because you're not like toned. You don't get fatigued at at the end. Yes. Shout out to my man, Boney Veer though. That collab on the song Exile. Wow. Wow. I mean, that alone. Amazing. And I, um, I really liked the song. I think it was Mirrorball. I really liked the lyrics of that song. Yeah, I like. I thought the the stretch from, or I guess the chunk of Cardigan to, this is me trying. That's oh, like. Oh, this is me trying is really good. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the the meat, potatoes, and veg mm-hmm. of. That's the experience right there. And then I'm going to that run on my way to work tomorrow when I'm driving through the uh, the, the tight little tunnel. You're right. Trees. This is me trying is so good. Yeah. And I, I like the the Last Great American Dynasty, too, is another really good song. It, it I, yeah. I was pulled into a story, you know? Yeah. It, ah. Yes. Exactly. So I think, <laughs> like, the, the opening track I was kind of meh about, and then Cardigan through This Is Me Trying, awesome uh the next i guess a list of fairs i didn't really like invisible string is one of my favorite songs on the album and then yeah there are a couple good ones after that but can i tell you when i listened to invisible string i mean i was in the car by myself thank god because i probably would have been laughed at but i cried a little bit because there's this really good book it's called the invisible string it's written for like kids to understand like grief and what happens after someone dies and it's like how you can always like you know even when you're not with somebody we're all connected by this invisible string and so i'm like listening to this song and i'm like also thinking about that book nice yeah i don't even know if taylor knows that there's a book called the invisible string but she should because i hope she does yeah you guys been listening to anything else good jason uh nothing new nothing yeah, I might have. I've been listening to um, the National. Uh, that album, The Boxer, is so good. You guys ever you ever listen to National, Jordan? I, I mean, I've heard them before. Yeah, not enough to know anything about them. That album, The Boxer, is old, and it's it's a slammer. It just all the tracks. It's kind of a maybe a little sad. I don't know. I haven't really been feeling melancholy, but it's uh, it's it's really nice. Have you either of you listened to John Legend's newer album? No, I haven't. I don't, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really love John Legend. Yes, like, but you he's have a little to... too um, big bandied for me. I get that, but there is a song that he did with Gary Clark Jr. This Ooh, his oh, this okay. newer album. Be, he does a lot. Of, there's a lot of collaborations on the album. I think um, I think I might have. And the Gary. I was gonna say I think I saw the Gary Clark Jr. collab in. It might have been like Kirk Bankert's Instagram stories or something. He did some yeah. like, some mashup of pictures with his wife. That's where I figured you heard it. That makes yeah. sense. Go who's? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. I I like that song a lot. And then there's also a new album by when what's what the XCX or whatever XCII or something like that. 
Anyway, if you don't listen to him, you should. The new album, it's like, I literally was doing that thing of, well, let me take a step back here. I do this thing on Spotify or organize my playlist by seasons. So whatever I'm listening to in this season, regardless of when it came out, regardless of, oh, this was on my summer 2018 playlist. I'm listening to it again. It goes on the summer 2020 playlist. And so, you can search these playlists and listen to them. They're publicly available. I'll it's say actually, they're pretty it's well curated. Kind of and yeah. then at the end of the year, I compile all of the seasons from that year into a bigger playlist. Nice. Anyway, it was very hard for me not to listen to his new album and not like want to put every single song. And that's a that's a good sign to me of like if oh, yeah. I'm wanting to add every single song to especially a summer playlist, which is like my summer <laughs> playlist, it's it's got to be a peak. good that's, song. That's, that's the peak. Got to be bangers. It's good. The good songs to listen to and my high right now, notice me and everything I need. Brilliant. Great songs. Yeah, he's good. He's like sneaky really good. Notice me kind of connects to like high school emo emily okay yeah where right. i'm like yes i just want someone to notice me yeah wow. speaking to me yeah anyway hmm. so enjoy <laughs> go have a listen emily also has a playlist uh that's called all the feels that is also publicly available guys listen some emotional some emotional ballads on there mm-hmm. if you ever want to just take a drive maybe have a cry mm-hmm. let it out jason i think you seem like you could use a good cry right now um, always Pretty much at all times. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not Here's cry, the thing. Yeah. I, I feel like when people hear that, they am, am, immediately think that it's like a sad playlist. This is the playlist that's inspired by like, something. what are what are the songs that move you? Like, if your song was, if your life was a movie, what are songs you would want on that playlist? Certainly. You know? So. A lot of wedding songs on there. It has been. You got Jose Gonzalez on there. Oh, oh, Come on. So good. Love it. A lot of, uh, who else did I put a lot of on this playlist? Um, There's some Bear on there. Oh, yep, definitely. Definitely some Bear. But we also have the Beatles on there. Oh. We've got Drew Holcomb. Mm-hmm. DH. Yeah. We've got Shoes Off, if you guys are into that. Oh, Shoes Off. Another one. I've been listening Sweet to Shoes Neff. Off radio. Anyway, it was, at one point, I had it not only public, but collaborative, where people could add to it. But here's the thing. I thought trolls only existed on on like Instagram and Facebook, but apparently they also exist mm. on Spotify. Where I was like, go into the playlist, and there'd be all these like rando songs added from like, someone I had no idea who what they kind were. Of sad like existence are you living that you're out here adding random songs to people's? They might be promoting their own music. Like, I think that's what it is. Yeah, that was just weird. Oh, I wish there was a way you could just like only open it to like people you're friends with on spotify spotify if you're listening three <laughs> billion dollar idea for you here curated <laughs> friends only playlist this All has right. been the music corner with Emily, do you have any quick bachelor updates before we go i saw that claire season started taping yes claire season started taping so we're Hold getting ready to draft soon we're getting ready to draft have... soon jason you went in on this draft i doubt it dollar buy-in <laughs> Lots of false sports going I mean, on. there's no better time than the corrupted season during COVID. I mean, hello. Can't argue with that. You just you but you have to be committed. You have yeah. to be committed. You have to follow the rules, and you have to show up every week. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, don't play that. We, we do this, all right? Blitz all night. Um. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, Peter and Kelly are together. Cassie and Colton broke up. There's rumor Peter. that um, Reb, no, Becca and Garrett may have broken up. Who is that? She was the Bachelorette prior to Hannah. Also, this right isn't... before we came on board. This isn't Colton Garrett. was on her season as yeah. a contestant. This mm-hmm. isn't Garrett. Golf no, Garrett. no, no, no. Oh. This is Garrett. What's, what she is he up with. to? He's the, the Garrett that Becca ended up with may have liked some things on social media and posted things that were questionable in terms of like racism and just ah, overall like what are you being <laughs> oh, okay. a good person. And uh, yeah. Anyway, I thought it was just like he was just like up in some Saudi's DMs or something oh, he, like that. He no. liked a few bikini pics of somebody else and was like, that's it? They're probably bikini pics is probably what it was. So, um, all right. So the winners <laughs> of um, what was that? The spinoff. Oh, Paradise. God. Singing. No, no, no. Listen oh. to your heart. Listen, Listen to your heart. heart. Oh. The winners, Bree and Chris, are still together, and they did release an album, which I have to say, I was shocked. I was like, I guess I should listen to this since I represent Bachelor Nation on our podcast. Definitely curious. Diligence. It was actually pretty good. I was impressed. Did any of the songs make it onto your Spotify season playlists? No, they did not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> still, okay, so still some room to grow. Being impressed with professionalism and actually liking the music. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, do you think that they still like talk to each other only in singing like they did on the show? Oof, I hope not. That was probably one of the most painful things I've ever seen in my life. Like, was- I had to leave. I had to remove myself yeah. from the room. That's also edited for TV, so. Of it's course, they're not going to put in their normal movements. That would be boring television. Hello. Yeah, but to allow yourself to stoop to the level where you're, like, chanting across the room in song is mm-hmm. is a bridge too far for your boy. Yeah. I mean, that Preach was tough. Brother. I, I, brother. I, I know I was, I was trying to, like, really talk about how great it was but it really went downhill after the third episode and it was pretty yeah painful once to watch. yeah once it it transitioned from being um bachelor in paradise to yeah now you're cu- you're coupled and up judged. and you actually have to be singing a judge and they like judge you also on your chemistry together it's like what what, what are we Lame. even doing here like, like yeah you can't sing but damn is really- uh is what it getting picked up for here. another go at it or has that I been announced don't think the ratings were good enough that's yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Jeez. Could have seen that coming. That's incredible. It's all right. We're, we're not getting Paradise this summer, though. That's a bummer. I know. It is I, a bummer. We would have had some great people in Paradise too. I'm very disappointed. Freshly single Demi. Oh, coming straight. Coming back. Coming back season. for it. I mean, God knows who she'd be interested in. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> and that's not shaming that's no, just no, no. That's a just point anything. of analysis yes um Free spirit in other news matt james was announced as the next bachelor he's uh best friends with tyler cameron shout out to my boy who's in the keys this week for a uh, lobster season many seasons very jealous <sighs> who's uh who's old tyler cameron been linked to recently uh just like some instagram models i think okay yeah. so so, as per usual, just, <laughs> just uh, you know, just doing this thing. Just here doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think he's, I think he's playing the field. 
I think he's been stuck here in Jupiter, um, not returning to New York. And so I think it's just like whatever hottie like shows up at his house randomly that day. Sure. sure. I'm on the boat. Let's go. As, as life tends to do. What a, what a, yeah. Yeah. What a, that what happens. A, geez. Okay. Well, we um, look forward to drafting that. I guess if college football does actually get rolling here, we should probably uh, maybe think about uh, putting an eye towards college football season. We'll have some preview uh, content coming your way and yeah we could have a busy fall ahead of us on the podcast you yeah. know jason's ready i can tell it's true yeah. oh uh before we go logan and emily did you guys get to watch uh palm springs per chance oh, yes. oh. we did thoughts yes. huh. i loved, loved it. it i loved it it, it was, was the comedy i needed yeah i liked it just it. delightful it was, funny. It, was mm-hmm. it was the perfect length I mean, yeah. 82, 80, like two minutes, just, just get me right through there. They didn't like beat you over the head with it. Um, and it was like, I don't know, goofy and maybe unserious enough too, that like, you didn't really have to feel like you had to be like, well, this, this is kind of ridiculous, but yeah, I liked it. Yeah. It was funny. You weren't super invested in like the characters emotionally. It was just a fun, right. easy watch. Yes. yes. For sure. and I really liked it. Uh, jk simmons was just in there like oh. as a very minor character but he absolutely jk simmons it. is the best oh, so yeah. fun so funny and it's like it's it was also like mildly profound enough for an 86 minute movie like yeah. it was and like a good little like oh yeah that's something to think about and that's all you need yeah a little lightheartedness a little feel like i don't i don't need a i don't need a six thousand word think piece on every summer movie i watch that's drastic just give me like a oh yeah i should think about that next time i'm sitting on the beach well and i think the like landscape of movies has changed so much where like it's interesting that comedy seems to be a dying (sighs) genre when it comes to like full-length feature films and i mean i think full-length feature films are also a, a dying breed but it's nice to actually just like have a good comedy like you said it just makes you laugh makes you feel good and it's like oh that's exactly what i needed right we did start watching uh, Money Heist oh, on Netflix. Didn't we say when oh, we had geez. talked about like our top like five shows or something, one of the things we brought up was like some of those shows that you kind of get invested in because you need to know what happens, yeah. but it's really painful to watch. That's the We've show. pretty much reached hate that watching it. I hate show. watching it. I don't really think we're hate watching it. It's just there's some little like things that the show does that are just so annoying. And it's basically Inside Man. Um, stretched out over like 15 episodes. Uh, Twenty-two. All right. Time. Well, a lot of episodes, and <laughs> it, it's really I, I don't know. I think it's very like interesting and well done. Um, it's dubbed, which is weird. So it's like to say it, it's a like, Spanish show, right? Yeah, yeah, you have to like make a. You have to like basically make a conscious decision not to let that bother you. Like episode one, not which watch is their lips. Yeah, <laughs> I've people, seen the first episode or two. Yeah. I forget which. Yeah, it's like a, it's a cool, it's a cool concept. It's, it's been fun, but like, so just there's, this is, if you ever wanted to watch a show and really get into my psyche on like this episode was 15 minutes too long, watch any one of these episodes and you will, they waste so much time in the episodes meandering with like unnecessary side conversations and like useless background. Oh, it's awful. So that, that's really kind of been uh, burning me up, but the, again, (laughs) They're doing a really good job of cliffhangering you every episode. So you're kind of just like, well, I guess we're going to watch another one. Let's see what happens. So, anyhow. 
Yeah. That's all I got. That's good, good stuff. Anybody got anything else? I think we're running out of gas here. Yeah. I took, um, my, I took my NyQuil fairly recently. I drink wine. A, uh, a mildly deep cut piece of college football history happened today. What's that? This evening. Uh, Harvey Updike passed away at 71. Oh, wow. oh geez. Yeah. One of the greats. Yeah. The big dog. Yeah. Natural causes, it says. It's no. Just um, do you know who Harvey Updike is, Emily? I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I mean I don't I don't want him to be famous. Like it was kind of a thing he did. He's the gentleman that poisoned the he's an Alabama fan, he poisoned the trees at Auburn's uh, like famous downtown corner that they used to Too much corner. Toilet. They used to go through toilet paper on it after yeah. every Auburn win. And it was like, like a, a big, great man. Was big wow. it was like he a called big in to find bomb and confessed. No, which is just he was so <laughs> mad about Scam Newton. Could not be more. Could not be more. I think that was that's still like one of the only times I've heard Feinbaum speechless. <laughs> like if you listen, if you listen to that clip, he's like, "Okay, wait, hold on a second. Like, he's what are you saying? Way, he's talking his way through. Like, is this prank or is this legit? Right, exactly. But he handled so, it very professionally. He did. Like, I mean, that's I so that's that. the thing about Feinbaum is like. Love him or hate him, and I alternate days, but, like, he's a really good radio host. Like, let's not kid ourselves. He knows exactly he's what to very do. very talented. Very well, talented. Well, it's, yep. like, it's the same thing as, like, Colin Cowherd. Like, I mean, I really could care less for the guy, but, like, I he is very good at running a one-man radio show for four hours a day, every day. Like, that's crazy. It's not easy to do. Yeah. You can just yeah. go sit there on the throne and just talk to yourself. Just, for Just let it happen. Yeah. And like, yeah, your producer kind of becomes a, a, a foil on the show, but still. Um, yeah. You know, Coward's actually very interesting if you ever can, like, don't listen to his radio show. Like, Simmons Simmons has him on a lot, and they just, like, shoot the breeze, and it's it's like, uh, wow, this guy is like a real dude, and this is this is crazy that, I don't know. I guess a lot of, uh, turns out a lot of these media jobs is kind of a persona. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. But then that gets into the whole morality of like, should you be a character when you're hosting a show with right. your name on it? Or do you owe it to people to like actually yeah, like not lie? Oh, I mean, I think a lot of his like personality <laughs> stuff is, is always going to be the way he is, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. That's why it's refreshing to listen to Levitard because uh, Stugatz is scumbag uh, in real life and on the show. So it's great. <laughs> Respect <laughs> the authenticity. Always, always, always be lying. So anyhow, okay. All right, for the Jess. third time, I'm gonna try to land the plane. Thank you for yep. joining us at the Wheel Route Podcast. We are on Twitter at the Wheel Route. We have an email address, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. and we have a website where you can get the show and see our bachelorette pics from last season. Probably, oh. if you wanna, if you wanna just. Go look at the the royal smackdown that I gave. Uh, there it is, Emily and Jordan. Um, but that's all we got for you guys. Hopefully, we'll have some more sports to talk about. Stay safe out there. We love you. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes. May the roses ever be in your favor, boys. Mm-hmm.